before the goodness starts flowing, I want to welcome you to the STR Sisterhood, real life stories from real life women in the short-term rental industry. I'm your host, Stacey St. John, ex-corporate girl who discovered how to replace her six-figure salary through short-term rentals and who now has the pleasure of helping others do the same. On this show, we talk to real women in the short-term rental space about their journeys and how they've managed to turn their STR dreams into reality. If you're an ambitious woman who's looking to build a successful short-term rental business, you are in the right place, sister. Hey, sisters. Okay, really quick before we jump into this episode, I have two very important things to share. The first one is we are doing a quick survey for the show and for our listeners so that we can learn about what you love about the podcast and how we can continue to bring the content that you love more often. So in the show notes below, we have a link that is going to direct you to a survey. Once you fill it out and hit submit, you are good to go. And thank you in advance for sharing your opinions. Now, number two, the doors to the 2023 Short-Term Rental Virtual Summit for Women are now open. If you don't have your ticket yet, I promise you, you want to go and grab it right away. This exciting event is happening January 24th through the 26th. And friends, whether you're just starting out in short-term rentals, whether you have a booming business that's operating like a well-oiled machine, or whether you're somewhere in between, the Short-Term Rental Virtual Summit for Women is going to help you take your business to the next level and rock it out in 2023. So head over to strvirtualsummit.com and grab your ticket now. All right, friends, let's go ahead and dive into this episode. Welcome to another episode of the STR Sisterhood. This is Stacey St. John, and as always, I just want to thank you for taking time out of your day and spending it right here with me. Now, in today's show, I sit down with Liz Sheik. And we chat it up about whether or not right now is the right time to buy a short-term rental. And friends, Liz has some very unique perspective to share that I know you're going to love hearing. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into my conversation with Liz. So I am here with an absolute rock star. Liz Sheik. Liz, I feel like you do so many wonderful things and I know them. I want the audience to know them. So tell us a little bit first before we dive in who you are and what you do. Awesome. Stacey, thank you so much for having me. It's really an honor. Every time I see a message from you, it just lights up my day. So I'm really super excited to be here and to talk to you about this. And so for people who I've never met, like, hey, to you, 
who new friend um, my name's Liz Sheik and I do real estate I coach people in short-term vacation rentals I am in this industry to help people take their next step in real estate so I've been in real estate for the last 18 years I flipped my first home when I was 18 years old um, so this is kind of a pivotal year for me right I started at 18 it is the 18th year I've been in here if you're really good at math I guess you could figure out how old I am this year. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been in, in real estate for, for quite some time. I've built custom homes, have my general contractor's license, real estate license, my NMLS, which is my loan officer's licensing. And, and so, yeah, just uh, I'm very infiltrated in the real estate market. And I just feel so blessed that I get to focus on vacation rentals. There's, there's really nothing better than living life on vacation. Absolutely. And I feel like you're in the Mecca of vacation rentals. You live in Florida and I'm sure that you have seen people and helped people buy a vacation rental of their dreams and watch their journey into this beautiful life of real estate investing that, that we live in. So, so fun. Today, I want to talk with you first about the real estate market. I know, again, you are fully entrenched in the world of real estate. And there is a lot of uncertainty. We're recording this on or in November of 2022. Right now, there is a lot of uncertainty about is now really the right time to buy a short-term rental? I'm curious when someone asks you that question, what say you? Yeah. Okay. So that is such a good question. I would say that that is like the question of the hour in all of real estate right now, right? Like if you were to walk into any real estate room, like that question is being talked about everywhere. Right. And, and again, what I'm about to say is my opinion right now. My opinion does come with the fact that I've been in real estate for 18 years right? I, I was in real estate through the last downturn. And so I have a different perspective than I think maybe some do on it, but I don't have a crystal ball, right? So could I be wrong? Absolutely. I could be wrong. Um, none of us have a crystal ball. I mean, if we did, right, we wouldn't be here right now. Like, right, we'd be paid way more and sitting up somewhere a lot higher than in my home office right now. But my opinion is that it is still a great time to buy in this industry. And I know that there is a lot of uncertainty around it, but the one thing that is a fact that is 100% certain when we look at history is that home prices are always more 10 years from now than they are today. Look at every decade past, right? And the home values are worth more the decade after than the decade that preceded it, right? I even look at like, okay, let's talk about the downturn, right? Let's talk about, hey, did, is that really true, right? And let's say in 1998, you were looking at a, at a home. The average home price in the United States in 1998 was $152,000. And then let's fast forward 10 years later to the middle of the crash, right? The middle of the economic crash, when we refer to it, it's always referred to as the housing market crash, right? Like, so, so you know that like houses struggled then, right? Home prices struggled, foreclosures were at the height, right? 
And homes in 2008 dropped to an average low of $180,000. So let's think about that, right? Like, yes, they had gone up past that 180 and they dropped back down. But you take that 2008 and back it up to 1998 and it's still worth more money then. And now let's say, let's take it a step further because I think what, what I'm about to say applies today, right? Is that let's take it a step further. Let's say vacations rentals were a thing back then. And, and technically they were, right? You just had to look at a newspaper and call up a rental management company. But uh, so they were a thing. But if you had a vacation rental then, right? And you bought it in 1998 at $152,000. And in 2008, it was worth $180,000, right? Most people would be like, oh, that's a $30,000 return. Like, that's not that great, Liz, like, especially for 10 years. But what you forget to, to make note of is that if you had a vacation rental and it was paying for itself that whole time, that's a third of your mortgage that had been paid off by somebody else, right? And there's literally no other, other career or investment that you can invest in where some stranger is going to deposit money into your bank account. There's just not, right? And so let's say like you made your home equity increase $30,000. And a third of that 150 was paid off, right? So now you made $80,000 in 10 years. To me, that's still a solid investment, knowing that you probably only put 10 or 20% down. Yeah. I love the way that you put that because I do think that people get mired up in the weeds of the worry right? Is now the right time to buy? I'm not sure what the real estate market's going to do. I don't want to buy at the top of the market. So I want to wait and I don't want to buy at the bottom of the market. So there's always a, a reason maybe why now isn't the right time to buy in someone's mind. But when you put it like that, it is so darned true. So the value of real estate continues to rise decade after decade in addition to someone else paying off your mortgage, let alone all of the cash flow you get from the property when you have it as a short-term rental. So it's like the trifecta, a win, win, win. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you touched on something there that I, I'm sure listeners are thinking, right? Okay. I see the trifecta, right? Like somebody's paying it off, right? Like I'm making long-term equity on it. But Stacey, what happens if I can't find the cash flowing deal, right? Let me tell you about one of my clients right now. And this is like, this is what I want people to get, right? Is that, that right now there is not a cheaper time to buy a house, right? Because if you look back and, and people tell me this all the time and they're like, yeah, but I, I could have bought a house right before COVID at X amount. I'm like, but do you got a time machine? Like, right? Like if you don't have a time machine, number one, if you got a time machine and you don't need vacation rentals, let's be honest, right? <laughs> so again, your, your time machine, my crystal ball, right? But again, if you don't have a time machine, that house doesn't exist anymore. So drop it, right? There is no cheaper house than the house you buy today. I always say when I first started buying in Myrtle Beach, 
I had no idea what the real estate market was going to do even within a year after that. And had I known, had I had a crystal ball, I would have bought a bazillion <laughs> properties. Right. Because to your very point, again, I think when we let worry and uncertainty dominate our, our mind and therefore dominate our actions, that's not a fun place to be. And we're not truly in control of our destiny. And I think you and I are all about having a clear vision, knowing what you want, and by golly, going after it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's like, so somebody says like, okay, maybe now is a good time to buy, right? And I can make the equity, somebody else pays the mortgage, but what if I don't cash flow, right? Because we've gotten so used to... Uh, gosh, I hate to say it like this, but gurus, right? Everybody who knows a little something about real estate, right? And so I feel like we've gotten so used to gurus telling us, what is that magic number that makes a short-term rental worth it, right? And so people are sitting there on their calculators and on their phones, like calculating, oh, this doesn't make sense. This oh, I can't buy this, right? Like this doesn't make sense, right? I'll tell you this is that with every moment of indecision, the cash sitting in your bank account is depreciating as inflation rises, right? The only way to meet or beat inflation is to put your cash in an asset that will grow and outbeat inflation. The only asset we've ever seen do that is real estate right? And so let's talk about what if it doesn't cash flow. I'm going to, I'm going to give you guys a, a client of mine. So they are buying a house in the mountains and I get a call and, and he's an investor and this is really more of a second home. They're going to rent it, right? Like there's a lot of reason people get into vacation rentals. And a lot of times for some people, and this could be you listening, right? Is that I want a vacation rental because I love the area. I want to take a vacation with my family. I want it to pay for itself. And then I want a long-term asset, right? I want to, I want to grow a little bit, but you may be sitting on the other side of this podcast and you're like, I don't want to own 10 of them. I don't want to own 20 or 50. And I don't want a man. I just, I just want one, maybe two, if I'm lucky, you know, and that's phenomenal. Right. And, and you're sitting there thinking, but like, what if I can't cash flow? This, this is exactly what my client was going through. I get a call and it was a frantic call. The text came in from the wife. The call came in from the husband and it was like, oh my gosh, we got to back out. Our interest rate for, for this home is at 8%. And I was like, calm. And I was like, okay. And he was like, no, no, you didn't hear me. <laughs> it's at 8%. And I was like, no, I heard you. What's the problem with that? And he was like, like it's at eight percent. I was like, but what's the problem with it? What's your monthly payment? You're not, you're not buying, right? That interest rate forever, right? Like, like let's talk about it like this, right? You marry the house, right? You date the interest rate, right? That means if you're dating something, you can get rid of it. But if you marry the house, the interest rate can change. Okay, so does it make sense? What's your what's your monthly payment? That's what you're looking at. Right. And, as, and you're going to rent it out. You're looking at your cash flow. Okay. So it's a higher payment. Yeah. You're not cash flowing as much. So, based on the numbers we've run together, 
sure, you're not making $1,500 a month. You're going to make $1,000 a month. And he goes, yeah, but yeah, but, but what if people stop traveling as much? I said, okay, great. Let's run that. Let's talk about that. What if people stop traveling as much, right? Which I think we should talk about this next, if you'll remind me to, because I feel like inflation is going to go up and people are going to stop traveling as much. So this is really imperative kind of to talk about is that, okay, client, what if people stop traveling as much? What if you don't make as much money? What if instead of, what if instead of making $1,000 a month, you had to pay $1,000 a month, right? And I'm sure there are people in their chairs right now like, Stacey, who is this chick you brought on, <laughs> right? And so, okay, let's run that scenario. What if for the next few years, you had to pay $1,000 a month? Okay, well, for this family, the reason they're buying the mountains where they can ski is because they go on a ski vacation every year, right? And there's a lot of people who go to the beach every year, who go to the mountains every year, who go to the lake every year, right? And, and this is where you either want to end up retiring, have your second home. Okay, what if you had to pay $1,000 a month? Will you name one other home, one other, in his case, $500,000 home that you can own for $1,000 a month? For $12,000 a year, right? I told him, I said, I said, Nick, you can't even take your family to go to Colorado for a five-night ski vacation for $12,000. And it, it was kind of that moment, right? Of like, oh my gosh, okay. Like, I get it, right? I still have the house. Somebody's still a stranger putting money in my bank account every day, Right. And then when the economy does get better, you refinance. And I think a lot of people, the, the next question whenever we have this conversation is, yeah, but, but what if interest rates never go down? Okay. Well, that's a great question. First off, I have never, and I'm not going to get political in this, but I've never seen ever right before elections, people rising interest rates. So if you ask me my crystal ball, what do I think right now in the real estate industry? I believe you buy now and July of 2024, you start refinancing because they will bring those suckers down because nobody wants to be holding the high interest rate when you're rerunning for election. Nobody wants that, right? It's just like it's just like the the idea behind it. Now, could I again, could I be wrong? Yeah, I could definitely be wrong. But I think that interest rates will come down, but the reason people are so shocked right now is because we just came in from an all-time low. And I think that it's important for people to understand how we got to that low, right? It's a, I was going to say, it's a tough pill to swallow. And I think so many people, just by the sheer numbers that they're seeing as their interest rate, they're choosing not to swallow the pill, right? Instead of just going, man, that stinks. What? <laughs> But, you know, when you truly analyze your goals, what you want to accomplish with your vacation rental or short-term rental property, whatever it is, or whatever type of investment you're buying, don't let an external factor determine your own actions. And instead of thinking, I can't buy right now, I love your strategy of, okay, you might not cash flow as much as you wanted to. You might not cash flow as much as you would have a couple of years ago, 
But guess what? Interest rates are not static. They ebb and flow. They rise and fall. So go ahead, get an appreciating asset under your belt. And when interest rates fall, refinance. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and two, like, I think it's a good point to realize that most people right now are in sticker shock. That is simply it, right? So so when interest rates were lowered, right, we came out through COVID and interest rates were lowered. And one of the reasons interest rates were lowered was because so many people lost their jobs, right? And the reason the interest rates were lowered were not to save us. It was not to save the consumer. Interest rates were lowered to save the bank, right? Because if the banks had to foreclose on everybody who was not paying their bills, our financial institutions would have gone under. And so to save the banks, they offered lower interest rates, right? And so that trickled down. Now they couldn't say, hey, if you, if you can't make your payment, only you get a low interest rate, right? They had to do it across the board. And so they saved the banks. Banks were able to refinance people, keep those loans, right? Instead of spending money to foreclose on people. And then what I truly believe is they kept it in low too long, right? We got too used to seeing that number and people who were just coming into the market, a lot of people who were just coming into investing were coming in at an all-time low and seeing these huge, these huge return on investments, right? And then they started to just jump them up that I think it's sticker shock, right? But I, I also want to remind people that interest rates in the 80s, right, were in the, in the teens, 12, 16, those kind of percents. And I've talked to multiple, multiple lenders, and they expect interest rates to continue to rise, right? So I feel like it's almost like that whiteboard example that I did over a year ago, whenever I pulled out the whiteboard and I set all the numbers and I wrote it out, right? Like interest rates are going to continue to rise. So today truly is the cheapest, the cheapest you can buy a house. And I don't think it's going to stay here forever, right? Which means that I don't think because it's going to, it's not going to stay here forever. Home prices aren't going to drop so drastically that it's going to force, you know, it's not going to outweigh it, right? Like I, I had a, a client looking at buying a home on the beach, $950,000. Okay. And he was like, I don't know. I'm going to wait till March. I think it's going to lower. I'm like, interest rates, in my opinion, I don't think are going to lower by March of 2023. Um, and I know, again, this is a timeless kind of thing. So I, I want to throw in dates so that if somebody's listening, right, and it'll be fun to go back and listen to it, right? I can't wait. <laughs> December 2024, I can't wait to go back and listen to this. But I ran the numbers for him. And I said, look, Right now, you can get an interest rate at six and a half percent. Now, this is him, right? This was his conversation with what he had on paper at, at for nine fifty. And I said, I said, but if you wait and let's say they do rise and they get up to nine percent, right? Which is a total possibility. It's a total possibility. People didn't people didn't tell me last year. Oh, it, Liz, it's not going to get to four and a half percent. You know what I mean? Like, so it, let's say it gets to 9%. This same house at 950 would have to be now on the market for $746,000 for you to pay the same monthly payment. 
That's what I think people forget, right? Just because the value of the house goes down doesn't mean your, your payment changes, right? Unless you're paying cash, you are buying a mortgage payment, right? And run your numbers off that mortgage payment and you can always refinance later. And the good thing is, is in the future, if you refinance, somebody else will have been paying down your mortgage, right? So you're going to refinance a lower mortgage and a lower interest rate, which increases your gains later on, right? This is short-term rentals for a long-term gain. Yeah. I think that's super important. The other thing, just uh, as a bare basic thing to remember is your interest expenses are tax deductible, right? So even if we are paying more in interest, we're getting a bigger tax deduction. Not to say that, you know, I love high interest rates, but I try to find the silver lining in about anything. So you've got to, you've got to. And, and that's what I love so much about you, right? Is that like you do, you find the silver lining and everything, but you're, you're true on that, right? People are so stuck in hearing people talk, right? And they're letting what other people say, like influence where they want to go in their life, right? And if your goal is to have vacation rentals to eventually maybe retire from them, right? Like now's, now's the time to buy, Right. Now's the time to buy, even if even if you're not going to buy ten this year and retire, right, from your current job, right? What if what if you were able to start buying now, and by the time you retire, those homes are paid off? Yeah. Even if you didn't make a dime now, then it will be right. So I think people getting the first step in in figuring out is now the right time for you to buy. That first true step is determining what do you value, right? What is your end goal? What is the end game? And how do you use today's situation to make sure that that becomes a reality? Because again, you don't have a time machine. You can't use yesterday's situation and say, well, I could have, should have whenever I had the opportunity. Well, the opportunity is not there right now. How do you get where you want to be today, taking that first best next step forward. Yeah. And I will tell you for us, for my husband and I, we, we first started buying short-term rentals as an investment strategy. We came into it from long-term rentals and started investing in short-term rentals. And we were very clear on our numbers, how we wanted to go about acquiring our properties. But there came a time when we had the opportunity to buy what I consider our retirement home. And that strategy that you just talked about, invest in something today that, you know, might be yours for retirement down the future. That's exactly what we did. So we knew that we weren't going to cash flow or have as strong of a return on investment for that particular property, but it served a different need. And that is a-okay. I think a lot of people too tend to get hung up on what the gurus tell them what their numbers should look like. And I contend that your numbers should look like what you personally have as your goal, right? What type of return are you looking for? Are you just looking to break even? Are you looking for a vacation rental for your family to enjoy? And you're just looking to offset some costs. So one person's strategy doesn't necessarily have to be your strategy. Yes. Right? Oh, 100%, right? And it's like, that's where I feel like I am in my life, right? Like we closed on one yesterday and one like last week, and then we have a couple others under contract. And after this, 
we're pausing. Right. And so like people have asked me like, well, what's your, what's your strategy? And I'm like, I actually have reached a lot of my financial goals. Right. And now we are stepping into a maintenance phase, right. To where we come in, we maintain what we're building. We maintain what we have. And, and that is our long-term. Now that's, that, that may not be your Stacey, but it might not be somebody else listening on here, but that first step is truly deciding where do you want to be in life? What do you want to see your lifestyle look like? And what does it cost to live your lifestyle? Right? Because I think a lot of people throw out these numbers and they're like, oh, well, I want to make, and people do this even when they start real estate, right? Like I don't have my real estate license and people, I'll be like, well, what do you want to get out of real estate? And they're like, oh, I want to make six figures or, oh, I want to, I want to make $250,000 a year. And I'm like, okay, what does $250,000 a year get you? Right. And people are like, hmm, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But like, we hear these numbers, right. Of like, of what we're supposed to make right? Like we see the Instagram post on like, you're supposed to make X amount, right? You're supposed to, we're not supposed to do anything other than what we are called to do. What are you called to do? Identify the lifestyle that brings you joy and happiness, not your mama, not your daddy, not your sister, not your Instagram follower. What brings you happiness and go do that, right? I love that. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I'm going to switch. We're going to totally divert into the lightning round. I feel like I need a song for the lightning round, but I don't have one. So, <laughs> all right. So what I want you to do is answer these next five questions with the very first thought that comes to your mind. Okay. Number one, what is your favorite place to vacation? Oh, probably either France or over in Colorado in Beaver Creek. Okay, cool. And what is one place you've never been that you want to visit? Woo, Dubai. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a long flight. It is. All right. What is one thing you know now that you wished you knew when you started out in this business? Oh, gosh. How to leverage other people's money. I wish I knew that a long time ago. <laughs> okay. And what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Oh, the best piece of advice I've ever been given. That actually is like really, you know what? This is what came to my mind is that I remember sitting down with my dad. My dad is a school teacher by trade. We did not have a lot of money growing up. We went to a private school because he traded his salary for me, my brother and sister's education. And we were having a conversation that revolved around money, right? Like we went to school with NFL players and M NBA coaches. I mean, like all the crazy things, right? And I was like, yeah, but like, like dad, you went, you could have been a doctor. Like, why did you become a school teacher? And he was like, because I feel like that's where the Lord has called me. And that's where I am most happiest. And if you do something that makes you happy, you will never work a day in your life. And I can truly and honest to God say that what I do brings me joy and happiness to the point where like, 
my husband has to remind me that this is my work, <laughs> right? Like I love it. I could talk about it all day long. If somebody called me and asked a question about real estate, like, uh, like I'm going to answer it, right? Like I'm going to educate you. I, I just love it. I am passionate about it. I could do it all day, every day. And so, yes, like I feel just so incredibly blessed that I get to build this life and have an income off of what I truly enjoy. And it doesn't feel like I work. That is amazing. So cool. All right. Last question in the lightning round. What is one thing and or person that you're grateful for today? Oh, that's so many, like literally all these images fled to my mind, but I'll tell you this. I think that I right now in my life am absolutely most grateful for my husband. And I think that that's super cliche, right? Maybe it's cliche, but I feel like I'm super grateful for him because I have a lot of crazy ideas and I have never been told no, right? And I know that that's not everybody's situation, right? My husband has literally never seen a house before I bought it, <laughs> ever, ever. Even the houses I have built for us to personally live in. And I just feel like I am fully supported when it comes to pursuing my dreams. And it takes a lot of support when you're in this industry, whether it's in real estate, whether it's vacation rentals, whatever. There's a lot of times you're going to work and there's not going to be any income right? And you're going to be working and, and the dream and, and what you are working for comes later, right? There, it, It's not like a, a W-9 job. Is that what they're called? W-9? I'm, I'm so far. W-2. Thank you. <laughs> I don't even know what they are, right? <laughs> so sorry. Like, right? Like, it's not like that where you go to work and you immediately get paid, right? Like you go to work, you have these dreams, you have these goals and you work hard and you have to have faith that they will pay off. And I'm super grateful that from day one, that he has had faith that my dreams would pay off and they have. Amazing. Well, we're sending your hubby virtual hugs on your behalf. That is so cool. All right. So I want to, before we wrap up, I know that you help people get started in vacation rentals. I'm just curious if someone is listening today and thinks, hey, I love this Liz girl. I want to get in touch with her and have her potentially help me. What is the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Yeah. So you can go to our website, which is vacationrentalacademy.com. Um, you can find us there. You can put in your email. We check all those emails, right? So like you can actually get in touch with us or Vacation Rental Academy, all with underscores between the words on Instagram and DM me and definitely, definitely help you. But yeah, I do love, I love these conversations. I'm a sucker for getting sucked into them. Uh, you definitely can reach me at, at one of those two locations. Awesome, Liz. Thank you so much for being such a a delight and an inspiration for so many people. And I think women always dream of doing something that they love. And it's really refreshing for them to hear your story and the fact that you are. So thank you. Oh, thank you. I'm just so honored to be on here with you. Okay, sister, are you ready to start making your short-term rental dreams a reality, but feeling lost, stuck, or just overwhelmed? Here's what I know for sure. You deserve everything you're dreaming of, and you deserve to get it with ease, support, and joy. So here's what I'd like you to do. Go to stacystjohn.com slash strwebinar 
and watch my free masterclass where you will get the scoop on how to leave your W-2 and start building your dream life with five simple steps. If you're ready to have more time to spend with friends and family doing the things you love, adding a ton of zeros to your bank balance, and start living your short-term rental dream, you need to watch this masterclass. Head over to stacystjohn.com slash strwebinar right now to start watching. That's stacystjohn.com slash strwebinar, and I will see you there.